The views and opinions of today's broadcast are not necessarily the views and opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. He would throw all of them under the bus. Both of his sons, it's already been stated and reported that he would throw Don Jr. under the bus first before he'd throw Ivanka on the bus, uh, under the bus. And so, I, I, you know, because he's always had that infatuation with that, with that young lady, and it's really sad. Those teams can't be held accountable to anybody else but themselves. So until they get sued that they break up the NFL in an in a antitrust kind of way, then nothing's going to happen. So they do everything at all costs to not have discovery. He never spoke out against him. And, and Trump has been touting that same line that Pence could have done this, Pence could have done that. He is, not, he is not lightened up on that. He's been saying that since the beginning, and he's still going after Pence, and he's still saying this stuff. Why is Pence doing this now? You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning and welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, the show where we discuss politics social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. Thank you for the wonderful introduction, and good morning. Today is November 19th, 2023, and you're attending to the serious side of the Jay Ryle Show. Today is the Sunday morning roundtable where our panelists bring their topics to the table and we have discussions. So it's time to give it up to the man upstairs, and after that, we'll, 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 we'll be right back to the show. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. We'll talk to you in a minute. Online radio at its best. Hello, my friend and prayer partner. I'm Dorinda Clark Cole, an humble servant of the Lord. I want to thank you for joining me today in prayer, where prayer is the key for me in every situation. Prayer is a tool of power that balances me in my day. Therefore, there's not a day that should pass without conversing with him. This total life-changing CD collection, Prayers to the Throne, they are prayers that eventually cause your relationship with God to become more intimate and intense and effective. It certainly will be able to change your life, change every situation, and change the atmosphere. But this is a time of day that I say, Lord, I need you to hear me, and I desperately need to hear from you. The cares of this world and life can crowd our minds with the cares of this life and the vicissitudes of time. So here we are saying, God, let the prayers of the righteous avail. And let God arise and every enemy that comes for me and my family be scattered. For knowing this, that even though the weapon that is formed shall not prosper. So for the next few moments, 
Let us start our day with prayer. As we pray to our Father, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think, let us pray. Good morning, Jesus. Now having you here, I hear joy bells whenever you are near. No more sorrow, no more fear. For you have given us power. That's why with your victory we cheer. But this is the day that you have made. And no matter what it looks like, sounds like, or very well may be, I will rejoice and be glad in it. Father, first of all, we want to thank you for life that exists in us today at this very hour. I want to thank you for health to do any and everything. We want to thank you for strength that enables us with the ability to fulfill our purpose in you. For if it had not been for your power, this day would not exist. So, Father, we just want to say thank you. I praise you, Father, for your goodness, your kindness, your mercy, and your wonderful grace. Father, I just want to thank you for after all the things I've been through. I want to thank you for the things that I didn't understand that were not a part even of my plan. The things that rocked my boat and I thank you, God, for calming my sin. And I will glorify you and I will glorify your name because nothing is bigger than it and the things that we pray, we have confidence that you will perform them. Father, we thank you for this time that you would keep us and protect us as we go through this day, as we speak life in this day. In Jesus' name, thank God. Amen and amen. 347850 is the call in number 347850 It is the serious out on a beautiful Sunday morning. Of course, I'm J. Rob. Thank you for being a part of what we do every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network Online Radio. And it's best, but of course, I never share the stage by myself. The man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S is in the house as well. Good morning, sir. How are you doing on this beautiful day? Well, good morning, good morning, good morning to you, and uh, good morning, Nessa, uh, good morning, Rich Sister, uh, good morning, Momo B, uh, good morning, Rodea, uh, good morning, uh, Kathleen, uh, good morning, Mary the Music, and good morning, my brother Hawk, and good morning, my brother Jerome. Once again, Mr. Elias, he checks off all the blocks in his introductions. The number, once again, is 347-850-1272. Of course, Vanessa... It's doing what Vanessa does, out and about on the world stage, frolicking, Miss Elias. I think that's probably the right word to use. She's frolicking <laughs> across this great planet of ours. And, of course, our main man, Jerome Spree, usually joins us after his commitment with Clear Channel Radio. Of course, we take this opportunity to kind of rapid clap and talk about things that are not going to be covered. But this is always a dangerous sign on these particular episodes because you never know what one may be thinking. Who knows what Mr. Elias wants to talk about? So I'll tell you what, Mr. Elias, to be safe and sound. What's on your mind, man, uh, for this rapper clap session? Um, 
what's on my mind for this rapping clap session. I don't know because I don't know what what everybody else is gonna talk about. You know, I'm I'm still trying to decide what I want to talk about. So, um, hmm. it's a couple takes. I I don't know. I don't know. Well, well, why don't we just let's just take a chance? Well, I mean, you know, when we think about what's happening, uh, I tell you what. Um, something that I saw the other day that I thought was intriguing, and I, it, I saw a young black woman in a store, and her kid was playing and you know grabbing stuff off the shelves and all this other nonsense, and I saw her snatch him up in Walmart. And to my surprise, right, which I thought there was going to be an issue, there was an old, uh, elderly white couple that was like, you know, right there next to them. And they were like, good for you, honey. See, I thought we were going to see a Karen episode. <laughs> because, you, you, you know, back in the day, it was nothing for a parent to discipline their child in public. But because of the way society is today, People feel that they can get involved in your business. Now, I don't know how I feel about this because when we grew up, we got paddlings in school. Now, you know, I don't, listen, it was good for us, but I don't think I can handle the fact that if somebody told me that somebody put their hands on my kid at school, I'm going to have a problem with that. So, so, so where do we, so, so where are we, Miss Elias? Because we're a little bit of the old school, but we're also a part of the new school. What say you, sir? Well, man, look, man, I, I feel like this, man. That's the reason society, we're in the reason we're in the, the predicament we're in right now. There's, there, there's not, it used to take a village to raise a child. And, so, so wait a minute. So, so, right so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Mr. Elias. So if, if your niece calls you and say, hey, Uncle Les, I got a pal in this school today, you're trying to tell me you're going to be okay with that? What did she do to get the pal I, oh, I'm well, gonna, okay, I'm not, well, oh, I'm, not, wow. I'm not gonna keep protecting nonsense, Jay. I'm sorry, I can't keep wow. protecting nonsense. I'm sorry, you know. And so she didn't do anything. Then I got a giant issue with it. But, right? but, 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 but wait a minute, man. But, but wait a minute, man. Can, can we agree that teachers, today's teachers, are not like the teachers of yesteryear? Can we agree on that? And can we and can we agree today's kids are like the kids of yesterday? You you can't, but you can't answer a question with a question. Help me with this. Can we agree that today's teachers are not like the teachers of yesteryear? Hey, I'm not. Yes I'm not no? gonna say. I'm not gonna agree with that. No, I'm not. There's some teachers that are great, right. great teachers. Then there's some teachers that are bad teachers. You can't you can't group all teachers into one one wow. one conglomerate and say. All teachers are the same. No, there's some great teachers well, out there. Well, okay. You cannot uh, okay. do that. No. Uh, look, no let me I'm say this. I know for a fact three people who are teachers right now. And I'm going to tell you right now, as far as their depth of knowledge, they don't have a clue, right? I know when I was growing up, most of my teachers, and I'm talking about overall, I'm not talking about every teacher, I'm saying overall, we look at today's teachers versus teachers of yesteryear. Teachers knew what they were talking about. My mother, for example, was an educator for 45 plus years. My mother, she didn't have to resort or look at some agenda or some criteria to answer 
a freaking student's questions because she had that knowledge embedded in her. I know folks who are teaching history classes who don't know a damn thing about history. So you gonna and they're so confused. No, no, it's not, I'm not, no, no, but see, well, once, no, I'm not basing it off of three teachers, Mr. Elias. I'm just telling you that okay. I know three people right now who are in the education system who are teaching kids who don't have any in-depth knowledge. They are teaching to an agenda. They are teaching to a criteria. They are teaching to, what, what, what's the, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? A, a criteria. What? A curriculum. Okay, but Mr. Elias, that's. Okay, but, but they my, point. Fight. Oh my, goodness. They my point, fight what do you mean fight them? What, Mr. LAS, they're you teaching because okay. they don't know the topic. What are you talking about? Okay, Jack. They're, 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 they're relying on it. They're not teach what they want to teach because they're being But, that's not, but that is not what we're talking about. That is not what okay, we're talking you're about. Right. You're right. We're you're not right. talking you're about right. that. I'm talking about how these teachers. You are so blind sometimes to certain things. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you one question. Now, you were very good. Now, you know your job, right? When you were working. Yes. Right? So, So, someone asked you a question, you knew you had in-depth knowledge. That's why they came to you, right? Right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So now, so Man. so now let me ask you this. So 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 now. So the difference is someone who is new, someone who doesn't have his in-depth knowledge, what do they have to do? They have to go look it up in a manual. You knew it right off the top of your head. You knew it. Some, because you not, not, with new, you, not with the new equipment that came in, not with the new equipment. I had to go look it up in the manual. But, but 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 we're not talking about we're not talking about things. But we're talking about in depth of knowledge of the top of the subject matter. You know your job. Of course, there are going to be new things that's going to happen. But deep deep down inside, you know your job. Like me, for example, I used to be a head basketball coach. I know basketball. Now, yeah, there's a new game. They have to step back threes. But my depth, my knowledge of basketball is deep. I've forgotten more about basketball than some of these new school coaches know about basketball. My, my, my point is that you knew it. You know it. You know it in detail. Of course, when things change, you have to get brought up to speed to the new whatever. But for the most part, your your freaking ground of knowledge is there. These people, listen, how can you be a history teacher when you don't know a damn thing about history? How? I, 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 just, please, help me figure that out. How can you be an English teacher? When you go step in a classroom, you let me know how it works out for you. When you go they don't have anything to see, but see, you're, you're, here you go. Oh, you're boy, mixing boy, topics. Boy, I'm not saying, boy, look, I'm I appreciate topics. teachers. I appreciate teachers, but the bottom line is is that, well, yes, I'm telling the truth. That's the problem. How can you be an English teacher when you don't even know what a prepositional phrase is? Without looking it up. That's not a change. Prepositional phrases are what they are. They're looking it up. At least they're looking it up. Don't nobody know everything. Oh, at least they're looking it up. There you go. At least they're looking it up. 
Now, okay, when your life right. get on the line and you go to your job every day, let me know how it works out for you. Oh, my goodness. I had a oh, job for 14 years when my life was on the line. Stop it. Stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah, but, Stop. but, but you, hey, hey, look, it was it in a classroom? Was it in a classroom? What does that have to do with it? You said when your life is on the line, when you have a job, when your life is on the line, let you know. I just told you. I had a job that every day my life was on the line. Stop. Okay, well, you signed up to be a teacher. You signed up to be a teacher. A teacher's not a deadly job. A teacher's not a deadly job. It's not supposed to be a deadly job either. Well, according to you, it is. The military. The military is not. The military is supposed to be. You're supposed to uh, to attack. You carry, do you carry a service revolver? Do you carry a weapon in the military? Yes, you do. Do you carry a weapon when you are uh, uh, on, on a military base? Yes, you do. Are you supposed to carry no, you a weapon don't. when you're in school? Hell no. Hell you don't no. carry, you don't carry a weapon in the military concern. Are there no, weapons, you do not. Uh, uh, are there weapons on the military base? Are there weapons are on the school campus? They're not supposed to be. Oh, yes, they are. You have, you have what we call service officers, Miss Delias. You do have police do, do on, have, on, on, do, on, do on our ground. On school? And, and, I, and I did. Do we have those in school? No, yeah, we, we did. We did I have did. a security officer. Our sure security did. officer's I, name is uh, uh, Sergeant I Cricket. Sh- you know what I'm done talking to. 1272 It is time for an NPR news update. And we'll be right back. Miss Delias is on the clock. This dude, uh, I tell you what, boy, I love him, but boy, I want to strangle him sometimes. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is seventeen minutes after the hour. We'll step out, take a real quick break. We'll be right back. It's the Sunday morning roundtable right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. Qatar's Prime Minister is suggesting that a deal is close to free the more than 200 hostages held by Hamas militants, saying today he's confident the deal will be reached soon and that there are very minor issues to work out. His remarks today follow a report from the Washington Post saying some hostages could be released within the next several days in exchange for a five-day ceasefire. With thousands rallying this weekend in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv demanding they be released, NPR's Peter Kenyon reports that officials in Israel and Washington are downplaying reports that an agreement has been made. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said, quote, There was no deal on the table and I can't expand beyond that, adding that every effort is being made to return as many hostages as possible. Officials in Washington conveyed the same message. The comments came as a huge crowd of marchers arrived in Jerusalem, demanding that the government do more to get hostages released. Thousands rallied Saturday night outside Israeli military headquarters in Tel Aviv. Netanyahu told reporters he would see that the full war cabinet meets with representatives of the families in the coming days. Peter Kenyon, NPR News, Jerusalem. Democrats running for California's U.S. Senate seat facing calls from protesters who support a ceasefire in Gaza. From member station KQED, Guy Maserati reports that the protest came during a party convention in Sacramento. Dozens of protesters calling for an end to the war in Gaza interrupted speeches from Congress members Adam Schiff and Katie Porter. Moments later, those chants turned into cheers for Congresswoman Barbara Lee, who supports the ceasefire. The state party canceled the evening portion of the convention because of the protests. 
The Senate hopefuls are running for the seat previously held by the late Dianne Feinstein. The Democrats will appear alongside Republicans in California's open primary on March 5th. For NPR News, I'm Guy Marzorati in Sacramento. The Securities and Exchange Commission implemented new rules over the summer requiring companies to report cyber attacks within four days of determining the severity. But now cyber criminals are trying to take advantage of the rules in an unexpected way, as NPR Senator McLaughlin reports. A criminal ransomware group that goes by Alfie or Black Cat recently revealed that they had hacked into Meridian Link, a financial services company that originates loans. But when the hackers demanded a ransom in exchange for its files back, the company didn't respond. As a result, the hackers decided to file a formal complaint with the SEC, alleging that Meridian Link failed to report what they argued was a material incident within four days of learning about it. While criminals making use of regulatory requirements might seem ironic, it reveals the extent to which ransomware as an industry has been professionalized. It also demonstrates how tools meant to improve corporate security might be abused. Jenna McLaughlin, NPR News. This is NPR. so fun fact, Vince. And what is that, your lariness? A rollover happens every 10 minutes. How long have we been driving? Nine minutes and 58. It is the serious side of the J. Rowell Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio. It's the Sunday morning roundtable where analysts bring their topics to the table. Of course, if you hear Layla, that means one man is up. Mr. Elias, what are we talking about this morning for the first thing? Let's talk about the state of the Republican Party, man, and what the hell is going on with these clowns, man. Because this week, I don't know if you guys know, but <laughs> these guys are ready to fight in the state capital this week. Um, uh, one guy threatened I, uh, uh, a, a, the leader of the, uh, the auto, auto industry because he said something to him on, on, on a social media site. I, I, you know. And then uh, Kevin, what's this guy's name? Kevin McCarthy. Uh, McCarthy. McCarthy. Elbowed another. Yeah, Kevin McCarthy elbowed another guy's kidney. And then yeah, what is going on with the state of the Republican Party? Where where is that? These guys think they're tough and rough, where they can just go ahead and beat somebody down for 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 them to have an opinion. I mean, that was these guys' opinion again. Kevin McCarthy got upset with another guy because he, he, he was against him for being speaker of the house, so he walks by him, and he elbows him in his kidney. And then he says, oh, it wasn't me. And then what does Matt Gates do? Matt Gates said they found the ethics, ethics uh, concerned about this to the committee, so now they're investigating Kevin McCarthy. 
what is going on with the Republican Party with all this infighting? They used to be the party that stuck together, but now I, I think they're starting to crumble. I think they're starting to fight. And then you had uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene call uh, Lauren Boebert a whore. <laughs> this, this is this 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 state of the Republican Party is is is, is starting to weaken, and I'm starting to see some cracks in their armor. And hey, man, I'm I'm happy for it. I am definitely happy for it. Well, you shouldn't be. I mean, you shouldn't be Why? because the bottom line. Well, Why? you shouldn't be because this is our government, right? I mean, so being happy because our government is in chaos is the wrong thing. You should be feeling, you know, pretty <laughs> sad about this. You really should. Yeah, well, this is well, ridiculous. When they go, when they go low, I go lower. But but that doesn't have anything to do with it, Mister Elliott. The bottom line is, is leading to the self destruction of democracy. So yeah, they listen. I don't have a problem with the political party who I do not support are having issues winning at the ballot box, but I do have a problem when you have these nutballs in Congress. I mean, that's the problem. Self destruction, whatever. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm not happy about it. It's ridiculous. I'm sorry. What's going on? But that's okay. I mean, well, you don't think they'll get rid of democracy if they get in charge? You think? You think they're going to care about it? They're going to say, hey, come on in, guys. I'm sorry because, you know, know, we're going to be fair about it. Please. I hope they destroy themselves. Why are you happy that our government is in disarray? Why are you happy that our government can't pass a CR to fund the government past, you know, 120 days or three months or whatever the case may be? Why does that bring joy to you? You should be sad. Every American no, should be I'm sad not, no, with the state of politics. Well, but see, you're no different than the other side. Destroy, I don't care. They're trying to destroy our democracy. At this point in time, they're trying and to so, destroy yes, our democracy. And so that makes you happy. That makes yeah, you happy sure that does. they're doing what sure, they're doing. Sure well, well, you're part yeah. of the problem. That's yeah. the solution. Well, now you're part of the problem because you want to sit around with blinders on time. Oh, I'm so unhappy that they're doing this. I don't care how they destroy themselves. I'll they destroy themselves and then let somebody else right. come in who can do a better damn job. Oh, I, that, that's somebody else come in. Come into what? Come into what? If they destroy democracy, what, what are they coming into? Just help me with that. They're, they're going to destroy it anyway if they get into power. What do you think they're going to do? Well, they're already in power. Well, they're already no, they're in power in the House. No, they're not. They are in power. In you just house. talked about the not House of the Representatives. Senate. They not run the, the House. They're not in the Senate. They're not in the power. So once again, I find it amazing that any American can say that they're happy with the state of our politics, that they're happy with the state of our government. We should have two I'm political parties. I'm happy well, to try I mean, to but well, there you go. But they're going to destroy democracy with them, and that's that's fine with you. And, and, I, and, and they're going okay? to destroy democracy if they get in power. Tell me they're not. No. Tell me they're not. Tell me they're not. Mr. Elias, I, I, I just, you, listen, you, man. You're, you're happy if they, if, they, if they function well and they get in the power and they destroy democracy. So, so no, 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 no. See, once again, you're putting words in my mouth. No, you're putting words in my mouth. I'm happy. I will be happy. I will be happy if we had two functional political parties. That's what I'd do be happy with. Do you think this party is going to be? Do you think those clowns are going to be functional at all? Do you think? This no, I, be no, functional? no. I never said. Mr. Elias, what are you because, talking about? 
Mr. Elias, because I say that I'm not happy with the self-erosion of the political, of the, of the uh, GOP, doesn't mean that I'm saying that I want them to be in power or anything else. I'm not happy. No, I'm not saying they're going to, you know, do the right thing if they're in power. No, I didn't say that. I said I am unhappy with the state of our politics. I am unhappy with the state of our Congress. I am unhappy with how our government is functioning. Okay, well, they're destroying themselves. So all they're going to do is bring more more fools in. So so what's, what's the point? Well, the bigger point. picture here, the, the bigger picture here the is... Hopefully people see that, they, that these people are clowns and get them out of office. Hopefully they'll see that. Let me hopefully ask you a question, man. Well, 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 let me, well, let me ask you this then, since, since we want to be optimistic. You, you calling me naive. Okay, Donald Trump started running for president, what, in 2015, something like that? So mm-hmm. next year will be almost nine years that he's been on the public stage, right? Well, we can even mm-hmm. back up yep. to 2011 when he brought up the birther stuff. Right? So let's go back. So it's been what? 12 years? It'll be almost 13 years that Donald Trump has been on the political stage. And here's where mm-hmm. we are now. Here's okay. where we are now. So you're okay. saying that, well, hopefully they'll continue to do this so people can see what they're all about. There's a new NBC mm-hmm. poll that just came out that says Donald Trump is beating Joe Biden by two points. So mm-hmm. what is your point? Because your point doesn't make sense. Oh well, they can keep doing it so the American people, so the American people can see, so the American people can see. Yeah, well, the American people can see how. how, Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Well, they haven't done it yet. They haven't done it yet. Matter of fact, it's like he's getting stronger. Okay, that's Donald Trump. You're gonna have his minions that are following him, but these are the people that that in these districts that are saying, "Damn, these people are fighting. What are they fighting for?" Because this stuff is on the news cycle. This is happening. If you look at every news cycle now, if you even watch your local news, you're seeing this stuff. So, yeah, let's let it keep happening. I hope it does keep happening. I do. I do. Okay, great. It's been happening since really since 2011, and you see where we are. Since 2011, we've had that nutball in office. We had over 74 million people voted for that guy to for a re-election bid. What nutball we had in office in 2011? I said that Donald Trump, Donald Trump has been on the page since 2011. And if you look at what happened with the Tea Party. You just said we had this, we had this nutball in office since 2011. We haven't had him in office. No, that's not what I said. What I said, no, that's not what I said. What I said was, I said that Donald Trump has been on the national stage since 2011 with the birtherism stuff. That's not being okay. in office. I didn't say he was in office. I said he's been on the national you stage. So I know I said I said twenty eleven. Go back and listen to the tape. You, you sound like a clown. No, I did not say that. Yes, you and did. I'll go back and listen to the tape. But if I did, I owe you an Thank apology. You. I said that he's been on the national stage since twenty eleven. That's what I said. Okay. And I said that okay. it's his birth. I said if you really want to be technical about it. So now, so now he's been on the national stage since twenty eleven. So. That's mm-hmm. 13 years these people have been in the limelight. That's 13 years that these folks have shown their asses and look where we are today. Mm-hmm. So you want okay. them to continue this, so for another 13 years mm-hmm. we can continue to go through this nonsense. Because they're not you getting voted out of office. Who knows what will happen? Who knows well, what of course. Happen. Well, of course, we, we don't know what's going to happen. Thank you. You don't, you don't know what's going to happen. 
Are they losing what? Are they losing what? Losing what election? Yes. Yes. Well, okay. So the if you're talking about Kentucky, okay, we already had a Democrat as the governor there, so he just won re-election. Okay. So if you're talking about Virginia, well, if you're talking about Virginia, but but okay, okay, fine, just tell me. Listen, listen, I'm with you. Did, I did, just did, asked did, did, you. Did Virginia just take over I the house? Ask, Answer my question. What? I'm done. Did, did, did Virginia take over the house? Yeah, they took. Yeah, they took over the house. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. People get tired of seeing dysfunction. Okay, so, so, so I'm going to ask you again. It. I'm going to ask you again. The next election. What year? The next election. So in twenty in 2024, at the presidential level, your what are your predictions? Are you saying that the Democrats will? Continue to so are you saying that the Democrats it'll be a full sweep that the Democrats will win the White House they will win both branches of Congress is that what your predictions or are those your predictions I think that one I think that one both branches of Congress I do okay I think that all one right both you, you, of you heard it from the man you, you heard it from this guy mm-hmm. right here on the show according to Mr. Elias it's going to be a clean sweep for Democrats in 2024 according to I the man both branches of Congress I just said that. Okay, that's okay. So that's a clean sweep, fool. That means that we're going to have the White House and both branches of Congress. You know what you just said? I just said both branches of. I just said both branches of Congress is what I said. I'm saying about the White House. So, so you keep saying the White House. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa. Okay, so wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. I'm Are you? I'm uncertain about the White House. I'm, un, I'm uncertain about the White House because you're uncertain people, about the White House. The White House. So, but wow. if, if the Republican Party keeps pushing abortion. They're going to lose. They're going to lose. Well, 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 see, you, you, you're straddling the fence, dude. You, 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 Which you, you, one is it? So, are they going? Or, so, let me ask you this. So, you're I saying that the Democrats? Okay, well, I'm tra- for clarity purposes. Calm down, Cool Breeze. For clarity purposes, yeah. you're saying that the Democrats will win the Senate. They will uh, win the House, but they'll lose the presidency. So, you're saying Donald Trump will be the forty? Well, I don't know how that works if you. Win re-election is he the forty-six or is he is he forty-five again? I don't I don't even know how that works because he has to be forty-five again because it, you, you're counting presidents. So he's he, he, the forty-six president of the United well, I'm States. I'm uncertain about the presidency. I'm uncertain about the presidency. Well, give me your predictions then. I'm, I'm asking I'm you for your predictions. I'm uncertain about it. If I'm telling, if I'm telling you, I'm uncertain. That's what I'm telling you. I'm uncertain. I'm uncertain so you're not, about so, it. So you're but, not going to pick. Well, a, so you're not going to pick anyone. I'm uncertain about it, but the Congress okay. and the Senate, I think, I, 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 I think the Democrats will win. Okay. I, I think, I think Democrats will win because people are tired, and, and when they see these abortion stuff come down, they're losing, and they're losing big. <laughs> okay, there it is. Your political analyst, Mr. Elias, says that the. That the Democrats will retake the House in 2024, but he's not sure who will be president in 2024. Interesting. We'd love to hear from you, 347-850-1272, or you can reach out. I'm, well, I'm reading comments already. Can't wait to read them during our special segment of the show. All right. It is uh, four minutes. Uh, it's time. It's convenient time. It's four minutes or less. Something that you need to know. Interesting uh, segment this morning about 
African art. I think we have to take the opportunity to appreciate what we do as far as African Americans and what we bring to society. So I hope you enjoy this segment. We'll be right back after this. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is the serious side on a beautiful Sunday morning. Me and this dude locked up doing what we do. We'll be right back after this. It's Art Month in Lagos. Artists, galleries, and visitors from around the world have descended on Nigeria's buzzing commercial capital. In recent years, Lagos has emerged as a rising center of art from the continent, and the prominence of African artists in the global art industry has been a major success story, as NPR's Emmanuel Akinwotu reports. Thousands of people pass through a wall of music and pour into the cool shade of Art Fest, the eighth edition of the largest art fair in West Africa. It's the biggest fixture in Lagos' Art Month, an unofficial calendar of exhibitions, events, parties and after parties, dotted around affluent parts of the city, drawing in people from around the region and the world. I wanted to create a moment for Lagos on the global art calendar a moment that brought the rest of Africa together here and enabled us on home soil to encounter those around the world. Tokini Peter Saad Shrubi founded Artex in 2016, overcoming several challenges during a recession to create the first of its kind in Nigeria. Honestly, it took off like a rocket. And over the first few years, we're very pivotal in the emergence of the art season that has now sprung up around the fair. The fair is a magnet, attracting celebrities, Lagos's effortlessly ostentatious middle class and an emergent generation of artists, curators and galleries. It's very much become a place where the community gathers, where important questions are asked, which is especially important in a moment like this where Nigerian and African countries are facing quite extreme challenges. ArtX is a snapshot of how Nigeria's art industry, largely led by women, has flourished in adverse conditions. Visitors make their way through a sprawl of paintings, prints, moving image installations and sculptures. This year the theme is the dialogue, with panels and talks organized partly in response to challenging economic times for the industry. I'm currently showing one of the artists that we represent. Her name is Adolfina Imuede. Wunika Mukan founded her self-named gallery three years ago and has quickly gained prominence in Lagos. The last decade has seen a boom period of relatively rapid success for several artists and galleries. A key driver has been a growing demand from Western galleries for black portraiture from the country. Nigerian artists have always been in the room, from Ben Wongwu to Nengi Omoku and, and Bruce Onabrapia. In the past three or four years, there was this like insatiable appetite for West African black portraits. A, a lot of young artists started to emerge. Mukan said a reckoning within the art world after the killing of George Floyd drove efforts to exhibit a greater diversity of artists and a greater representation of black figures. But foreign demand for the genre has slowed this year. So there was a bit of a wild, wild west for a few years and I think things are calming down. But Wunika says the more challenging climate for artists and galleries is also an opportunity. I think the black portraiture, they brought in a lot of attention, which is good. They're still here. 
So it's now time for us to also show more and, yeah, be more flexible. As I want to stop it up. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. In one corner of the fair, visitors take in the soundscape of a church service in a varied exhibition by Dafe Oboro, full of collage, portraiture, and visual and audio installations. Shiju Alera Mike is a curator visiting Art X, and she says this year's fair has been one of the best she's experienced. I think the work that the artists have um, showcased this year is phenomenal. The fair has definitely scaled down. It's smaller, it's more intimate, and you're able to actually focus on the themes that you want to, to express. Art X founder Tokini Peter Sajrubi is bullish about the future of Africa's art scene. Local demand in Nigeria has suffered and international buyers have called, but there remains enduring and growing interest around the world and much to build on. For us, Africa is on a trend. Africa is an important and pivotal voice in the mainstream. And so for us, this is about a sustainable future, longevity. Emmanuel Akimoti, NPR News, Labour. One in five Americans are living with a mental health condition, from our children and grandparents to our veterans, co-workers, and neighbors. For all of us, our mental well-being is just as important as our physical health. But unfortunately, most of us don't know how to recognize the signs that someone is in emotional distress. And so many of those who are having difficulty can't get the help they need. And together, we can change this. We can start by visiting changedirection.org and learning the five signs that may mean someone is struggling and needs help. And then it's up to us to show compassion, to reach out, connect, help folks find the hope and the support they need. Together, we can change the story about mental health in America. Together, we can change direction. Online radio at its best. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is the Sunday morning. Previously, the Kremlin said that nuclear weapons would be used only if Russia faced an existential threat. Now they said any attack on its territory could generate that kind of a response. Wow, don't know what that was all about, but welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is the Sunday morning roundtable. Beautiful Sunday. Hope the weather's good in your neck of the woods. Me and Mr. Elias is holding it down. Vanessa is uh, traveling. Jerome usually joins us after his commitment for Clear Channel Radio. Mr. Elias, I was reading an article um, the other day from Warren Buffett. And Warren Buffett uh, said that the reason why poor people are poor because they waste money on 12 things. And I thought... When I read the article, I said, hmm, that's interesting. I think I want to bring that up on the show. So let me let me outline the 12 things that Warren Buffett um, talked about in his article. It says, number one, neglecting personal development, okay? So according to Buffett, the best investment one can make in its oneself is experiencing or enhancing their skills in education, which can boost their potential uh, earning uh, potential. Uh, so knowledge and abilities are assets uh, that uh, no one can take away from you. Do you agree with that, Mr. Williams? Most definitely. Most okay. definitely. So the number, 
so, so the number two thing uh, he says are credit cards, that poor people rely on credit cards too much. Since credit cards can be a convenience, but high interest rates can quickly overshadow any benefits if you don't pay the full balance monthly. So he advises against needless spending that can lead to credit card debt. Do you agree with that? No. Mr. I you, well, you don't agree I, with I, that? I don't agree. No, because you know what? Most people tell you, uh, most most financial analysts tell you, well, which is what I do, I use my credit cards instead of my cash. And at the end of the month, you know, I, I you know, I pay my credit cards down, but I don't use my, I don't, I don't, I don't pay them all the way down because if you pay them all the way down, your credit score drops. So I, I, you know, I use, I don't, I don't, I, I don't just pay the minimum payment is what I'm saying. I don't think that's true. Uh, I used to teach a credit class. I credit card, and you know the most important, uh, the, the biggest, the biggest um, things on your credit is going to be your house and your car. Uh, credit card debt. I think you two are saying the exact same thing. You know what some people do is they pay all their bills with one credit card, then they just pay that credit. So that credit card is always in good standing. It's always keeping your debt to income. Uh, uh, it did numbers down. So, uh, the same your phone is messing up. Your phone is messing up. Is it really? Your phone sounds horrible. Is it, yeah. Is it really? It sounds horrible. Yes. Are yes. you just Are yes. you just yes. saying yes. that because you don't like me? Okay. If are you say so. No, I'm just asking you a question. Keep going. Keep going. I just said yes. Your phone is horrible. Your phone is horrible. Why would I just say that? Well, man, I, I don't like your attitude, sir. I, I really don't. I, I really, I really okay. do not like. I do not like your attitude. I'm just going to be honest with you this morning, okay? I just okay. don't like it. Well, ask, ask some people that 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 are in the chat or, or in the what's name that you're talking to if your phone is horrible. Sounds like you're in, you're you're underwater. Yellow aqua boogie going on. But I digress. <laughs> but um um. But what I am saying is that since I've been doing it the way I do it, and and what I do is is, is, is smart right? because I I want to before my payment is due I I, I throw I, I throw extra hundred on that and then I I pay my payment before my payment date is due like two days and since I've been doing it that way my credit score has risen like thirteen points so that yeah I get out like that now so um this is this is what happens when you uh, you know credit. Credit is 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 a, is a uh, wonderful thing if you use it right. But if you may, I agree with Warren Buffett. If you misuse your credit, then yeah, you're in trouble because them credit cards can really get you in trouble. They credit cards can tear you can tear you a new one. But like I said, I, I use my credit cards instead of my own cash, and then at the end of the month, you know, I'll pay them. I pay them. I pay them. I pay Saffold. I pay them down. Okay, well, you guys are basically saying, well, you're basically saying the same thing. I, I know people that, that actually pay them down because, you know, once again, it's showing that you have good credit, you have zero debt, and so you know, I, I know a lot of people who are doing it. So I, I don't think there's a right or a wrong way. So I, I agree with what he's saying here. So let's. Uh, the third thing he says is frequenting bars and pubs, spending money on social activities like drinking at bars can add up 
opting for more affordable. It says opting for more affordable social gatherings like home get-togethers can fade significantly. Do you agree with that, Mr. Elias? And we're talking about poor people. We're not talking about well, – I don't know what his definition of poor people is, but okay. Well, it depends on if you're the person giving the, the, the get-together. Because usually if, you get, if you're doing the one that's going to get together, you spend the majority of the money. So, you know, even though, you know, you're having a potluck, you still got to factor in uh, the, the utilities that you're using. You got to factor in all that other stuff. So it can it can be cheaper, but it, in some instances it can be more expensive. Okay. So chasing the latest technology. Okay, so new gadgets may be tempting, but often last year's models served just as well. Uh, since Buffett himself has a history of sticking to a to functional rather than flashy tech, it's important to assess if the latest upgrades generally provide added value for the price. Do you agree with that? Uh, yeah, because, man, had my, my Samsung Galaxy S8 had a night one out, I'd probably still be using it right now. Man, I don't, yeah, nah. I don't believe in upgrading all these new gadgets and all this other stuff, man. It's a waste of money to me. Mm-hmm. All right, so he, he must be talking about the brothers on this one. He says, overspending on clothes. What do you think? Gotta agree with Choosing that. classic agree with and that. durable. Yeah, okay. Yeah. More flashy, expensive brands can result in significant changes. Okay. Buying new cars. Cars are notorious for their rapid depreciation. He recommends buying pre-owned cars and holding on to them for as long as they are reliable instead of falling for the allure of the new models. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, even though I ordered a new truck. So, yeah, but I I just wanted that as a retirement gift to myself. But, yeah, I agree. I I, I can't tell you the last time I bought a new brand. I only bought one new car in my existence. So I agree wholeheartedly. Wow, that's interesting because I bought, I, I purchased, let me see, one, two, three. No four, actually. I bought four new cars until I ran into a good brother of mine by the name of Dennis Watson. What's up, the big D? And he said, look here, man. He said, stop buying brand new. He said, you can either buy a car. And he worked at the car dealership. So either buy a car that, you know, they let their car people drive around, you know, a demo, uh, or buy something used. Because, like you said, as soon as you drive it off the lot, you lose 30% depreciation as soon as you turn mm-hmm. that corner. So I agree with that. Yeah. I always make sure if I buy a car, it's all, it's no long. It's the, the 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 longest or the oldest. It's three years. I try to make sure I stay within the three year range. Okay, so he says unused gym memberships. Promotes he promotes an active lifestyle, but cautions against the unused gym memberships. Well, because you know what happens after the new year, everyone wants to go and get a gym membership, and you know a lot of people don't use them. So do you agree with that? Yeah. This gym memberships are so cheap right now, man. It's ten dollars a month. Yeah, but but okay, but if you're so well, then why don't you walk around and just give people ten dollars? I mean, if you're going to give away money, I think his point is that that's the lure of it. I remember my mother, man. I remember one time. I remember this story. And I love my mother to death, and I think if you've been a frequent listener of this show, you know my mother, she has dementia. And so when I think about these moments, they they bring smiles to my face. I remember my mother was big on Raisin Bran, right? And so we bought some Raisin Bran, 
when we opened it up, there I poured it out, and there was a bee in the raisin bread. And my mother was like, hey, we're taking it back to the store. And I said, Mama, you know, I mean, the store is halfway across town. Why are we doing this? She said, let me tell you something, son. She said, if, if, she said, if people, if every time something goes wrong, if they sell something, and if it's $2, and I can't remember what the cereal was back, I think if everybody, you know, decides not to go back and turn things in. You know how much money that they've made off of us? So just think if they did this to, you know, one million people, $2 for one million people, because you have a deficit or there's something wrong, you don't return it. Guess how much money that, that adds up to be? I said, dang. So even though it's a price, but think about it. You have millions of people paying $10 a month. You know how much money the gyms make when you don't even use that stuff? It's a racket. So I agree with them on that as well. Here's one that I thought was interesting, unnecessary subscription services. So he says, subscription services, if not carefully monitored, can be a financial drain. Review these regularly and cancel those that do not provide value. Do you agree with that? Yes, most definitely. You know, and, and this definitely. has happened to me. One of my kids subscribed me to some network, and I'm like, I'm still paying for that. And I'm like, I haven't, they used it once. And I, so, matter of fact, after the show, I just need to, matter of fact, during the commercial break, I'm going to cancel that subscription. Thank you, Warren Buffett. All right, so here we go. Over-reliance on skincare products, ladies. Says Buffett advised against overusing needless combined skincare products. Find a simple and effective routine uh, which can save both money and your skin. Uh, I'm going to pass on that because I don't buy skincare products, but if Warren Buffett is telling you don't do it, don't do it. Now, I know a young lady that she spends, and this is no lie, dude, she spends about 100 to $200 a month on skincare products. She has to have the latest creams and all these different things. So now she's pretty much, you know, financially, she's okay financially, but Warren Buffett is saying for poor people, you know, if you're a person living from paycheck to paycheck, why are you spending this type of money on skincare products? Ms. Delias, do you agree with what one of the richest men in the world is saying as far as saving money are 12 reasons why poor people are poor? Yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly, you know, but, you know, sometimes you need to spend that money on self-care. Sometimes you do just to make yourself feel better. Sometimes the self-care is a mental aspect of it. So, you know, I agree that if you can't afford it, don't do it. But sometimes you need to do it to make yourself feel better. So, okay. I mean, so investing in yourself, according to you, sometimes is worth the investment, even though if you, you know, if you're broke. I mean, you shouldn't be. You know, you shouldn't be spending money on this high-priced stuff. But if that's what you want to do, fine. Now, here's another one. He says regular nights out. I think that kind of falls into that other category. Uh, gambling. Uh, no. He said he, he said gambling is, is something that poor people shouldn't. This is one of the reasons why they still poor. They gamble. So instead of out here, so instead of trying to, uh, and let me read what it says. It says, while gambling might seem like a shortcut to wealth, it says, Buffett emphasizes the importance of understanding the odds. He urges people to make financial decisions that favor their long-term wealth accumulation, not 
monetary momentary thrills. So, do you agree with that? Do you do you agree that if people, if you're living from paycheck to paycheck, don't go to the casinos thinking that you're going to going to hit it big? Do you agree with that? Wholeheartedly, man, because the casinos are not designed for you to win. If you win, consider yourself lucky and leave. That happened to me. I was in Florida. I was I was in Florida um, earlier uh, this week. I mean, well, last week, and uh, I won like three hundred fifty bucks on a penny slot machine. I got up and left. I said, you know, usually that's hard because I'm like, hey, let me go somewhere and try to parlay this money. But I went and walked out. And last but not least, he says smoking, smoking behind. He says beyond the health implications, uh, it's a costly habit. And quitting can lead to a significant boost in your personal budget. So, yeah, so do you agree with this? I agree with this because cigarettes cost a fortune. Cost a fortune. Yeah, and people yeah, shouldn't be. Weed is fine. Yeah, well, okay. With the, the, the views and opinions of Mr. LES are his opinions by themselves. Weed is fine. All right, so this past week, uh, the House Ethics Committee uh, released a scathing report on George Santos. And now he's being recommended for expulsion. Now, here's why I think this is really going to work. And this and this gives me glimmer, this gives me a glimmer of hope, Ms. Elias, that the return to normalcy could be right around the corner. Because uh-huh. now you have a lot of you have a lot of Republicans saying, look, this is a scathing report, and this is a report that was produced by a GOP-led ethics committee. And they're saying that we, we just cannot turn a blind eye to some of the things that are listed in that report. And they so they're going to – What? But they can turn a blind eye to Trump and all the stuff that he does. <laughs> You are just negative Nancy This is the guy that a few minutes ago Last segment was talking about me So now I'm saying hey You're talking about voting people out of office Because they're netballs And so now we talk about a story That says that a It's saying that this dude Needs to be expelled from Congress And here you come with Mr. Negative well, let me ask you this, Mr. Hey, so, do you what? Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, do you think this is going to happen? It's just a simple question. Do you think that they're going to install this guy? Take him out of Congress? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Mm-mm. That that it's going to be a vote that will come up there and need him for them. Like, well, can't do it right now. Nah, can't do it right now. No, because he'll vote somebody's way, and this guy's going to get. This guy's going to get a. He's gonna get a he's gonna pinch it for the rest of his life, dude. Because he already I think it's his forties, right? Well, no, nah, but he like he look, man, he's gonna get a pinch for the rest of his life, trust me on this. Because he he votes the way they want him to. He votes in the favor of of, of whatever they can to, to to keep his seat. Trust me, he's not gonna Well, he's man. already he's announced him. that he's not running for re election. So he's not running for re-election. Okay. He's, uh, he's been indicted on charges. I, I think that this guy is going to probably end up going to jail. Okay. That's what I think. But, but go ahead. Well, I, I think he'll get his pension for the rest of his life. I think he'll make it through his term, and then he'll get his pension for the rest of his life. 
needs to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now, here's the thing. Here's the deal. Now, now people thought it was something was fishy going on because there were Republicans who said that he should have been thrown out of office earlier this year. Now, those Republicans were from New York. And so people felt that the New mm-hmm. York Republicans were saying this because New York is a Democratic state. And, you know, once again, when people are not paying attention to elections, and I'll give you this when you talk about get out of vote. When they're not paying attention to elections, these little districts, people can sneak in and win them, right? So, so, mm-hmm. so that's what happened in New York. So now they're, you know, so now these Republicans are saying, look, everybody's looking at us now. So we're going to go ahead and you know side with the Democrats and say kick this fool out of office, hoping that you know it gives them some street cred in the in the districts that they're representing when it comes for reelection, mm-hmm. because now everybody's paying attention. And we know that New York is a mm-hmm. Democratic state, city, so now the chances of them holding on to those seats are reduced because of their affiliation with George Santos. So they say, listen, if we go and say we want this guy out of office, then guess what? People are going to look at us and say, okay, we're going to leave these people in office because they're doing the right thing. I'm not sure that's going to work, but I'm telling you that's their mindset. But now we have a Republican representative who's the chair of that committee from Mississippi you can't get no redder than Mississippi. M I cricket letter cricket letter I cricket letter cricket letter I hunchback hunchback I. They're saying that there's more more than enough evidence to kick him out of office, and you don't think it's going to happen. They need his vote. They need his vote to pass. Well, they, the okay, but well, well, but wait a minute now. Let, let's 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 uh, let's let's use some common sense here. And I'm not saying that you don't have common sense. I'm just saying in general. Don't you think they knew that? Knew, knew that they know they need his vote. So why, if that was the it's case, then why even go through this? Why, why go through it show. if you know that? It's, it's a show. show. It's a show. It's a show. Hey, look, we tried. We tried to get him out, but we couldn't. Boom. We tried. This we guy's tried. from Mississippi. They don't care. Okay. From who, for, for, for whom, okay. though? I'm just, I'm just asking so, the question. Oh, it's a you, show for whom? You don't, you don't think, you don't think that they, they're putting on the show for the people in New York and the people in New York? Yeah, we tried to get him out of office. See, we worked with these people to get him out of office, and it didn't work out. Oh well. No. Hey, can you vote for this bill for us now? Congress is dirty, man. These are dirty sap suckers, man. I'm telling you. These people play games all the time, man. They have, they, they have not passed a bill for us, to, for us to have the right to vote continuously. And that, that's got to come up every 10 years where they got to vote on it. Come on, man. These, these, these staff suckers are dirty. And if, and, and if Trump gets back in office and, he, and, 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 and he's talking about the authoritarian stuff he's talking about doing, we're in trouble. We are in trouble. If you're talking against this, this orange-haired fool, He's going to have your right. He's talking about all the people he wants to have arrested. Did you see what happened in Ohio? 
when they when they passed the abortion ban bill, they said, "No, nah, we don't want it. No, nope, we don't want it. Get that stuff out of here. We don't want it." And they won in Ohio. Guess what's happening in Ohio? The, the, the Republicans say, "You might have won it, but we still gonna push it through anyway." They're still trying to push that bill through. Hmm. So. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but but when we talk about George Santos, I I think, you know, listen, this is look for uh, as far as support it says uh, Mr. Santos appears the support for Mr. Santos appears to be eroding on Friday as dozens uh, dozens of lawmakers in both parties indicated that the ethics report showing how he spent tens of thousands of dollars in political contributions on Botox, Ferragamo goods. Uh, vacations mm-hmm. was the final straw for a lawmaker who has caused a year's worth of political headaches. Since Mr. Santos, 35, now faces a critical decision whether to stay and fight a potentially humiliating ouster or preemptively resign in hopes of carrying favor with prosecutors. Leaving Congress would mean giving up his $174,000 annual salary as legal bills pile up. His financial situation will not be eased by a congressional pension either because members must serve at least five years to receive one. So I did not know that. I thought that once you were already uh, in office, you you would get that. So five years you can receive a congressional pension, which is in jeopardy for this guy. So – I don't know what he's going to do. Uh, it says the threshold for expulsion is high. Two-thirds of the chamber would have to vote in favor of removal. Many of those who opposed the earlier expulsion efforts have said they were concerned that removing Mr. Santos based simply on media reports and unproven criminal charges would set a dangerous precedent. But now it looks like some of these people are changing their mind. So we'll see. I, I don't know what's going to happen with this. I, I, I think that, you know, politics will probably win at the end of the day, and I hate to admit it, but I, I think I'm going to agree with you. I, I don't know how. Either he's going to resign. I think he's going to resign or get voted out, I, I, I voted out by his constituents. I, I don't see the Republicans. Um, I just don't see them voting him out of office or removing him from office, I should say, uh, if um, – if they need his vote, I just don't see it. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is the call-in number. You can be a part of the conversation. It is Sunday, November the nineteenth, and it's the Sunday morning roundtable. And uh, Vanessa sending us sending us texts. Let me read the texts as doing the break and see if uh, if we can read them over the air. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's time for a break. We'll be right back after this. Don't you go anywhere. Glory. 
online radio at its best. Welcome back here, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is the serious time and a beautiful. What we do every Sunday morning right here on the TGRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Me and my boy Mr. Elias holding it down. We need to hear from Vanessa. It looks like Vanessa is in Long Beach, California, and she was trying to get logged on, but apparently the Wi-Fi is not good where she is. So uh, she's in her pajamas taking pictures of doors. <laughs> Oh, definitely love you. Have fun, and we can't wait until you're back uh, in the studio hanging out with us. Once again, it's the Sunday Morning Roundtable where we bring topics to the table that we're, you know, that uh, whatever's on our mind, uh, it's always good. This is kind of a free-flowing show. We kind of talk about whatever, whatever it is we want to talk about. You know, Donald Trump is uh, facing 91 counts of, uh, he's been indicted on 91 counts. From election fraud to, you know, creating a January 6th insurrection. Uh, looks like what's happening in New York is going to have a, a, a detrimental effect on his financial abilities uh, because he's done everything in his power to piss the judge off. And this is a judge. This is a court. Uh, what's the term I'm looking for, Ms. Delias? There's no this is a no jury trial. There you go. So the judge will make the assessment and determine what the what the punishment is because the judge has already ruled that uh, he's guilty of fraud. The Trump organization is guilty of fraud. And so as we look at that case, uh, Ivanka Trump she testified a week ago. They brought back Don Jr. I think the defense brought him in for questioning. Um, I think Mustelias what they're trying to do is they're trying to do everything in their power to make sure that they give these people every opportunity they need to present their case because they know that at the end of the day, once the judge rule, and we all know that the judge is going to find them guilty, let's just be honest, that they want the verdict to be able to stand up during the appeals process. So one of the things that's happening next week is that, you know, uh, there is a court, there, there, there will be a court uh, decision on a gag order because people are saying that the things that President are uh, former President Donald Trump is saying about, you know, the judges and election workers, you know, he's putting these people in danger. And so they want him to shut up. But let me ask you this, Mr. Elias, do you honestly think that this is going to happen? How can you control this man? Because he is the former president of the United States. And they'll tell him not to say stuff, don't talk about the judge, don't do this. And then that clown will step out in the lobby and we'll just say to hell with what you're saying. It seems to me that the only way he's going to shut up, Mr. Elias, is that they throw his butt in jail for contempt. Do you see that happening? Not him being convicted and serving jail time, but the fact of the matter is that he keeps defying these judges. Do you see a situation where they're going to put him in jail for a few days for contempt? If he don't stop bumping his gums when they tell him, this, you know, it's a gag order in place, you're not supposed to talk about these things. Throw him in jail. That would only strengthen his case, man. Say what now? That would only strengthen his case. Trust me on this one. Anything, you know, because he's, all he's doing is telling his people. But that would make his his. his his, no, his, his, his makes him a mortar. Oh, great. Him, yeah. 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 Oh, he's see, the people's, I'm doing he's the people's champ. Yeah. You, 
And this is the only reason they're doing this to me is because I'm fighting for you. Man, come on. Penalize, man. Every time they do something to this guy, his, 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 his numbers go up in the polling. You know. And they did, and that all, he's, all he ever said, says is, I'm fighting for you, America. I'm fighting for you because people don't pay attention to stuff, man. News cycle enough. If it stays in the news cycle enough, then yeah. And then, then, then they'll pay attention to it. But they're, what they're banking on is that if, because a lot of people said if he be, uh, get convicted in Georgia, they won't vote for him. I believe that. Who said that? Who said that? That's what, they, that's what the polls are saying. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, and that's the reason why, you know, Nikki Haley and, and DeSantos, they're trying to fight for, um, they're trying to fight for, you know, second. They want to be the alternative to Trump because, you know, you're right. There have been polling that says if he's convicted, then, uh, you know, we're not going to vote for him. Chris Christie is trying to lean on that slender read as well. I don't think it's going to happen for him. He just needs to continue to walk around the country bashing them, but he has no shot. I don't think any of them have. Well, I, that's a lie. I think that if he isn't, huh? What did you say? Those two words don't match up at all. What do you mean? Oh, uh, see, 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 that was okay. I, I'm not even going to dignify that. <laughs> You made me lose my train of thought, clown. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, speaking of Ron DeSantos, uh, you know, I mentioned I was in Florida last week. Now, when I flew into Florida back in 20, the last time I was in Florida was in 2011 or 2009, I can't remember. But anyway, in Orlando, and as soon as you got off the plane, you saw Mickey Mouse everywhere. When I got off the plane this time, Mr. Elias, I didn't see Mickey Mouse nowhere. And it, and it reminded me of this war that he has with Disney. And let me tell you something else, too, folks. We're not going to point the finger at all. We're not going to say all Floridians are like this fool. Because we were at a bar, a place called, uh, matter of fact, Big Shout Out. If you go to Orlando, go check out the Bonefish uh, a Bar and Grill. Great place, great food. Uh, ask for Lee. Lee would take care he would give you a couple of free drinks on the house. So if you're ever in Florida, go check them out. Tell them Jay Ryle sent you. Good. Now, That's real good. Yeah. Yeah, good. So now we met a librarian from Florida that was at the bar. And she started going in on DeSantos about how they're banning books. And she gave me her card. She said, oh, you're a host of a radio show. Call me. I have a lot to say. I don't know where the card is. I just thought of this just now as we were talking. But I think I'm going to try to find her. She's the president of some library association in Florida. She was going off, going off about what was happening uh, in Florida. But as far as Donald Trump, as far as second place, um, you know, I, what I can't understand, back in the day, if you were indicted, for anything, that was a political death. It was a death sentence. Think about Gary Hart. There was one photo of some lady sitting on his lap, and his career went to tubes. He never became a political power ever again. 
This guy has talked about grabbing coochies. This guy has been paying porn stars. And here's the thing, Mr. Elias, where's Melania? Have you seen Melania since she left the White House? Not the son either, Barry. I haven't seen him either. Well, you know, well, she's with Melania. But Christians vote for this guy. I mean, you're talking about family values, and people, I just don't get it, man. I, I, You know, every week we come on this show, we talk about how, you know, we talk about how this guy is – You know, all the things that are going on, we can't believe the American people are voting for this stuff. And it's just amazing to me that it continues to happen. It's amazing to me that people continue to support this dude. And so when you talk about, like, what happened in Waco a long time ago with the Branch Davidian folks and, you know, they went in and killed all those people. You know, you talk about Jim Jones, what happened in Ghana. You talk about the folks that were out there in California. They had all the black Nikes and they all killed themselves. That's a small percentage of people that you would like to think. Well, you don't want to think that, but, you know, you say, listen, there are people that are gullible enough to follow some food. But you would like to think those numbers are very, very low. When you have over 70-something million people to vote for this food, he said injecting bleach in people to fight COVID. This is what this dude said. He's holding political rallies now talking about President Obama. President Obama hasn't been in office in over a decade almost. Hasn't ran for office in over a decade. And he's talking about, you know, he talked to the president of Turkey, and they were like, President Obama should have resigned immediately. From what? The Obama Foundation? What is he talking about? But then they're always talking about how, you know, uh, Joe Biden is, oh, he, he's, he's crazy. And, you know, by the way, happy birthday, Mr. President. He just celebrated the birthday. I'm not sure if he wanted us to announce that because that's one of the main reasons why his numbers are so low, because people are concerned about his age. And to be perfectly honest, as a person that supports President Biden, I think it's a legitimate concern. I do. And I thought, Mr. Elliott, well, no, listen, listen, I support him. I agree. But, I mean, but if people are saying, if people are concerned about that, I mean, they have a legitimate right to be concerned about that. I I mean, let's look, Trump, Trump. Trump is talking stuff with, with the same rhetoric that Hitler's talking about. That's true. Then uh, people don't get that. You think they care? When people ask me one more vote, I'm like Biden. I don't care. I'm going for Biden what? because Biden stands for democracy. He might not be the candidate in the world, but I'm voting for democracy. That's what the hell I'm voting for, democracy. Well, you country. He wants to take away my democracy. Okay. Well, well, you did because in the first segment you were like voting for you like I like the chaos. So to me, that's that's a, a blow to democracy. But I don't want to rehash that argument. I hope, you know we'll disagree to disagree. Okay, I, I like but, I like the Republican Party doing what they're doing. I, yeah, I do. Okay. I like, right, we'll, I like we'll, that. we'll agree. We'll agree to disagree. But let's go back to this thing. People have a legitimate. It's a legitimate concern to be be concerned. It's legitimate to be concerned about his age. I mean, let's just be honest. I'm going to vote for Biden too, but 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 to sit here and say that people shouldn't have that concern, they should have that concern. I've watched him, you know, you know, give speeches, and I'm like, oh my goodness, you know. I mean, he can't help it. 
scripture, and I'm like, oh my goodness. What? Yes, and I was like, oh my goodness. And then people don't bring that out. His side never brings out his age. You realize that he's three years younger than President Obama. Well, I agree. I don't listen, man. I'm not saying. Listen, dude. Listen. It's like the lesser of two evils. It's like the lesser of two evils. Like everyone thought that you know maybe the the, the governor of California would be a better uh, candidate for the Democratic Party. Well, polls came out saying that Trump would beat his head in too. So, I guess the million dollar question, and this is the question I, 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 I pose believe to our polls. listeners. Well, of course you know. They call. They call. They called me for a poll, and you know who I said I was going to vote for? Who? <laughs> I said Donald Trump. Okay. I, polls, I, I, polls are what they are. Well, yeah, but, you know, apparently they mean something because posters have been in business for a very long time. So, yeah, you may have an out. You may have an outlier. Say what? Didn't they say... That when Mitt Romney when, when Mitt Romney ran against President Obama, he was gonna he was gonna beat President Obama handily. Yeah. Well, listen. I mean, nothing's a hundred percent. Did they say that Trump was gonna lose to Hillary Clinton? Nothing's a hundred percent, Mister Elias. But we can't sit here and say that we 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 can't sit here and and try to play down. And I know this is you know Jerome says this all the time, but we can't sit here, this is me saying that we just can't sit here and act like these polls uh, that you don't get valuable information from this stuff. You do. And if you, and, and their polling also talked about, because I remember watching this on Morning Joe uh, when Trump was running for office. Yeah, the polls were saying overall that Hillary should win, but Morning Joe, they were sounding the alarms because they were getting these deep, deep, deep dive polls saying, hey, look, you know, this guy is gaining traction, so you better watch out. And guess what? Their polling information was correct. So so polling is polling. I mean, you know, nothing is 100% absolute, but you have to have something in place to measure, you know, the climate, to measure, you know, what the environment is. I mean, you can't sit there and say that polls don't provide, you know, some value because they do. But at the end of the day, you know, the bottom line is, is that I don't know how we get rid of this guy. I, I just don't know how. A part of me is saying, you know what, let the guy just win another term and then he'll be out of our hair. But, you know, good gracious, man. I don't see where he um, – I don't – Go anywhere? Well, I'm, you, I'm, you I'm just – You think he's not going to try and turn into – he's not going to try and become the king of America? <laughs> he's going to try to do a Michael Bloomberg? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Change the laws? <laughs> well, who knows? But, but you know, in all seriousness, I mean, I don't want him to win one, but I'm thinking, my God, how do we rid, how do we rid America of this stench? How do you get rid of Donald Trump? I don't know how you do it. I don't know. It's like he's here to stay. It's like there's nothing. This guy... We talk about him more than we talk about the current president of the United States. He is a stain on our democracy, and I don't know how you get rid of him. If anyone knows how to do it, let us know. I just, I just don't see how you get rid of this guy. Where does he go? I have no about idea. About Where? I'm talking about him. We, you know, this guy, he's in our news cycles constantly. Yeah. It gets free publicity constantly. 
bring him up at all today. Well, that's how he won. To me, that's how he won the, the election in the first place. Because anytime someone says something stupid, they point a camera in his face. They said that his his budget, he didn't have money for political ads, so he just kept saying stupid stuff, and the media just ran and covered his stuff. Now you can notice, at least I know on MSNBC, when he's having some type of event, they don't even cover it. They used to go there live when he was running for president. They don't even cover it anymore because they realized they were, they're one of the reasons, the media is one of the reasons why that guy made it into office. He didn't have the money to, to be able to advertise on all these major networks. But he just kept sticking a microphone and camera in his face. He says something outlandish, and then people, you know, hey, that's my kind of dude. All right, seven out, four break, three, four, seven, eight, five, oh, one, two, seven, two. We'll be right back in about, I don't know, four or five minutes. Hang tight. We'll see you then. Oh, those boys are much too much. Those boys are much too much. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We're going to beat them and bust them. Smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. All those boys are much too much. Those boys are much too much. Mm-hmm. 
1272 is the call number. It is Sunday, and welcome in to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. And it's best, of course, I'm J. Rouse. I never, ever, ever share this stage by myself. Let's say good morning to the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, good morning, good morning to you. And one, good morning, Nessa. One, good morning, Rich Sister. One, good morning, uh, uh, Kathleen. One, good morning, Mary and the Music. And Mary and the Music, that first song was Aiden Carroll featuring Chris Turner. It was called Sunday. That song was Four Letter Word, and it's by Jesse J. And uh, good morning, my brother Hawking. Good morning, my brother Jerome. And one, good morning, Real Delia. Elias, can we say hello to some people in the world famous chat room? Uh, we got Corvina Man in there and the clown Easy Riders in there. Uh, easy, what's happening, man? Welcome back. My boy Corvina, what's going on, man? Always good to always feel that the crew is complete. You know, Corvina, man, I don't feel, if Corvina Man's not here, I feel like a member of our show's not here. So Kavita man is that dude. He's that security blanket that uh, that I always rely on, man. So I appreciate your brother as always. Can't wait to meet you one day. Uh, that's going to definitely happen. Just very few. There are very few of our listeners that I want to meet. I've met a few, uh, and uh, Kavita is that dude as well. I want to meet the pastor. So I've met Mariana Music. I've met uh, Real Delia. Uh, who else? Did I? I met somebody else. I can't remember name. Oh, it was. Um, Trisha, I think that was her name. I met her, um, but I haven't met the past when I want to meet Kavina. So those are the two people. And if I meet those five, I don't care about anyone else. I mean, I love everybody, but those are my favorites. So anyway, thank you so much. Speaking of the pastor, he is in the building. What's happening, Pastor? Pastor Steve, want to say what's up to Terrence? Got some great comments coming in during Pastor Steve's State Your Case portion of the show. Um, Colorado lost another game, Mr. Elias. And now you're starting to hear that, the, 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 you know, the dam is starting to break. Players are, you know, accusing other players of being selfish, saying that they should have been, they should be undefeated. You know, the team is playing selfish ball. And, uh, you know, Deion Sanders is on record saying this is the toughest seven-game uh, stretch of, of his career. What do you have to say, man, about Colorado? The shine is starting to wear off. And, uh the bandwagon, people are starting to jump off the bandwagon. What say you, sir? Oh, you know what, man? This is going to happen. If you didn't feel this is going to happen, you don't know, you don't know football. You know, they, 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 you know, man, come on, man. These these guys, you know, are not the, 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 the five-star recruits. Now, let's see what happens when he gets the five-star recruits in. He'll say that. Oh. He'll say once he gets the five-star recruits in, let's see how his program reacts to it. Now, if yeah, well, he's just still well, losing well, with the five-star recruits, then we got a problem. Well, one of his five-star recruits is decommitted to to Colorado. So, so, so losing has an adverse effect on anything. And when all the shine starts to wear off, uh, we'll see. I, I mean, listen, man, I, I love what Dion has done in Colorado. Uh, I think that it went as well as it could have gone for him. Winning those first three games were, were 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 critical, especially when you know they beat the runners up to the, the to the college national championship last year. Uh, but I think what it did was it was false hope, 
And I think Dion bought into it too. He talked about, yeah, we're here. Yeah, 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 we're here. Y'all gonna mess around, I'm gonna get comfortable. Well, you know, people listen to that stuff. And so all of a sudden, when things go bad, you gotta be ready to take it, man. And kudos to him. He's taking it. But man, I tell you what, man, that's a hard pill to swallow. Because they're getting smacked around. I mean, this guy hasn't lost this many games, and I don't think in any junction of his, uh, you know, coaching career. So, hey, man, welcome to Humble Pie, USA. Eat it up and, and you know, suck it up. Uh, also, I want to say uh, what's up to uh, to Felipe. So now, one of the things that happened in Florida was the alarm went off. The fire alarm went off at 411 in the morning, and it was on for like half an hour. So I had to put on my Bose, you know, noise reduction headphones. Well, actually not Bose. I had on Beats by Dr. Dre. But anyway, it it, it deafened the noise uh, of the alarm. And so after it was all over, I saw this guy, Felipe, standing outside. He was a maintenance dude. And uh, big ups to him, man. The guy, uh, you know, had a great conversation. It's a great place, man. I had a great time in Florida. Uh, Orlando, great place. Um, you know, one of the things I did not see, though, that I see in every city where I travel is that there's always some type of message from the mayor or the governor of the state. I didn't see that when I landed at the Florida. So I don't know what's going on with Ron Santos Florida. You didn't, huh? you didn't reach out to moms too? No, I did not. I didn't even think about that. Thanks, Mr. Elias, for putting me on blast. Now I got to deal with her if she hears this. But no, I didn't reach out to her. Yes, I did not reach out to her. Wow, yeah. Yeah, and for those who may not know, Ma's two little Donna. She used to be a, uh, she's still a member of the family, but she used to host a show on the TJRS radio radio network called Ladies First. You can probably Google and find some of those old episodes. It was a good show. Her Princess Adelia, Rich Sister. Um, there was someone else on that show too. I can't think of at this point. But yeah, it was a good show. He had fun doing that show. Produced that show. It was great. He had some great shows on his network, man. Really do, uh, really do appreciate uh, all the people who have participated in this journey. From you know, uh, what was the show? What was the show that Princess Adelia had on the show? God, I can't remember. I can't believe I can't remember the show. True Purpose Development Show. True Purpose Development Show. Not Thoughts of Vision. True Purpose Development Show. We had Adam, where art thou? Uh, we had uh, you know, Powerhouse Sports Talk Radio. We had some good shows on this thing. Of course, the J. Rouse Show that led it all which is still one of the funniest shows I think that's out there. Do yourself a favor. If you want to laugh, go back and pull up some of those old episodes. You guys would be like, my God, are these the same people that are doing the serious side? Yes. <laughs> All right. Listen, uh, this past week, the uh, Supreme Court <laughs> passed, a, they put they put a document in place, Mr. Mr. Elias, an ethics uh, 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 document that they put in place. They put ethics in for the Supreme Court justices. Now, here's the thing that's so crazy about this quote-unquote ethics uh, rule that they put in place. It's at the discretion of the Supreme Court justices whether they follow it or not. <laughs> this is a joke. So they put this in place saying that, okay, here's the ethics uh, uh, rules for the Supreme Court justices and, you know, a Supreme Court justice should recuse himself from, uh, you know, from a uh, court or a case that may be in, uh, you know, they may have an interest in. Should. Not they will. They should. It's at the discretion of the Supreme Court justices. This is a joke, man. 
You expect normal citizens to follow the laws, but then the people at the highest places in our government, they don't follow the law. They do not follow the law. So you put in these the you put in you put in these reforms that they have what you may, you know, hey, listen, you should. How is that any different than what's in place now? So all they did was put in writing what we all know should be true anyway. If you had if you Supreme Court justices shouldn't be taking money from well, you know, from wealthy donors who have friends who may have cases that may appear from the Supreme Court. Why do you have to put, why do we have to put that in writing? I mean, it should be normal, right? Should be, but it's not. So you put reforms in place. You put reforms in place that they have the option of following. (laughs) I mean, is this a joke? It is. And that's why they want that I can't remember the Democratic congressman that went after them um, to, 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 to bring that up to, to, to the Senate. No, 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 we can't do this. No, we're, not, we're, we're not going to play this game. We'll do our own thing, and that's what they did. Well, well, that's why the police policing themselves. Well, yeah, but, but see, it, it kind of goes back to how, you know, we hold men on this pedestal, like they're greater, you know, listen, man, look, there are attorneys in in, in jail. There are judges who are in jail. Stop thinking that these people of high integrity and high esteem, that they're not going to break the law. They're not going to do things that's going to be beneficial for them. For, for, For the founding fathers to put this in place, and I guess back in the day there was integrity, but come on. Things should have been changed. I mean, we, Donald Trump, the one thing I will say about this whole era of politics is that it is testing. It's like the, to me, it's like the, the, the crash dummy. It's like the, the, the crash dummies, man. When, when you buy these expensive cars and, you know, they have to wreck, you know, uh, you know, tens of thousands of them just to make sure that you and your family will survive a head-on collision. Let me tell you something, man. One of the things that Donald Trump has, the only thing I can say that's been good for the, uh, uh, the only thing I, the only good that has come out of this, with Donald Trump being in, being in office, is the fact of the matter, is that he has tested the bounds of democracy. He has tested the Constitution. No one ever, 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 ever considered what happens if a president of the United States is sent to jail. What happens in the Secret Service detail? No, that has never crossed anyone's mind. But guess what? And there's nothing in place. There's nothing, but there's nothing in place that even, but see, you know what? Maybe we needed this. Maybe we needed this to show the flaws and the holes of the Constitution of the United States. Think about it for a second. No one ever, ever thought that you would be asking yourself the question, if a former president is locked up, where do you put him? Where does he go? No one that that has never crossed anyone's mind, sir. Never. Nixon. Well, it, it well wait a minute, no, no, because Nixon. No, 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 no. Nixon, uh, the impeachment, impeachment took care of Nixon. 
everything that Nixon did was covered under the Articles of Impeachment. So, you know, he was probably the closest, I would say. But the bottom line is, is that no one thought that, you know, and you're right, President Ford came back and said, hey, you know what, the worst thing for America is for a former American president. He pardoned him. Yeah, you did. He's right. You're right. They did. They did pardon him. They did pardon him. You were absolutely correct about that. I stand corrected. They pardoned him because he's another one that probably should have went to jail. But they pardoned him of his crimes. But he resigned the presidency. So that's the reason why we don't look at we look at Nixon, the Nixon situation in a different light, because, you know, the impeachment, the result of the impeachment was he he left office. But 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 that was a political situation. Trump has been charged criminally. In criminal court. To me, that's the difference. One is ethics versus, you know, someone who's breaking the law. And and Georgia, that his 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 trial might be going on while he if he wins the presidency. Does indeed win his trial will be going on. So you think they're gonna put him in well, jail? Well, no, they can't. I mean, I think once he's if he's president, I don't think I think it'll you know it'll go in the back burner until he's out of office. I don't see how. And and, and Georgia, let me tell you something before we step out for our last break. That's the one to watch. Because all these other all these other indictments, they're at the federal level. And the one thing that he's counting on is if he becomes president, he can pardon himself. Once again, something that we've never heard of in the history of this nation's existence. Nothing. Anyone charges is going to do what? He's just, you still think he's going to jail? Say so what now? You still think he's going to jail? Oh, I think he's going to jail. Okay. I think he's going to jail. I, I still think he's going to jail. I, I think so. I, I, I'm sorry. You know, call me whatever. I think the guy is going to jail. That's what I personally think. I don't think he can get, you know, if he wins the presidency, uh, you know, he may not get as long a term in jail, but I think he's going to jail. George is the case to watch out because that's a, that's a local, that's a state court. That's a state, those are state charges. And he can't pardon himself from those. And he's already pissed off Governor Kemp. So you know he's not going to get any, get any help from him. So that's the one. That's the wild card to me. That is the wild card. Everything else, if he wins the presidency, it's off the table. All right, last break coming up. We'll be right back after this. Colorado Springs is marking the first anniversary of the mass shooting at an LGBTQ plus nightclub. The attack at Club Q a year ago today left five people dead and 17 others wounded. The man convicted of the shooting is now serving life in prison. Today is Red Shawl Day, an annual national effort to bring attention to violence against indigenous people. Gabriel Pietrosio, member station KGZZ, explains the symbolic significance. Today and throughout the week, people are encouraged to wear a red shawl or other red clothing as a way to acknowledge the loss of sacred lifeblood. It's a solemn time dedicated to remembering missing and murdered loved ones, especially women and children. Native American and Alaska Native communities have long struggled with high rates of assault, abduction, and murder of women. Nearly 5,500 indigenous women and girls went missing last year alone, according to the FBI's National Crime Information Center. Almost 900 more disappearances when compared to Native men and boys. Communities across Indian country will host memorial and prayer services all this week. 
For NPR News, I'm Gabriel Pietrazio in Phoenix. Philippine President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. is in Hawaii. He's to meet today with senior U.S. military leaders. He stopped in Hawaii after attending last week's APAC summit in San Francisco. Marcos's father, the late Philippine dictator, died in exile in Honolulu after he was ousted in a 1986 uprising. I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News from Washington. Support for NPR and the following message come from Rosetta Stone, the perfect app to achieve your language learning goals no matter how busy your schedule gets. It's designed to maximize study time with immersive 10-minute lessons and audio practice for your commute. Plus, tailor your learning plan for specific objectives like travel. This holiday season, get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off and unlimited access to 25 language courses. Learn more at rosettastone.com slash NPR. Listen to this podcast sponsor free. 347-850-1272 is our call number. It is time for Pastor Steve's State Your Case where we read comments from the world famous chat room and from social media sites that we monitor throughout the course of the show. Mr. Elias, man, do you have anything you'd like to add to this segment? Uh, Corina Lance says, why did America want that Nazi Germany? Trump may win. In 2024, Dems will win back the House. Republicans will take the Senate 52-48 to and 8 off will be president. Hmm. Wow, anything else? Uh, Easy Rider says, Pennsylvania Jason used to house bills 1657 advanced smoking in casino clubs and bars. That's a good thing, man, because, boy, I tell you what, where I want my money in the casino, man, it was so smoky. I was, man, I, my throat got sore, so, yeah, I mean... Kill yourself. Do it in your privacy in your own home. Don't kill others. Yeah, ban that stuff. I agree. Good job. Uh, Pennsylvania State, uh, what do you say, the House bill in Pennsylvania? Good job. Kudos to them. All right, I have something to read. Pastor Steve says, peace and blessings, family. I pray that all is well in your lives and in in the lives of all the listeners of the serious side. First of all, he said, I love the Covina time segment. I'm an avid collector of African art, and it is good to see them recognized for the outstanding work that they do. He said, I have a guilty pleasure. Although I love Jerome and Miss Vanessa's contributions to the show, I must admit, I love hearing the debate between Jay and Mr. Elias. Priceless. Have a blessed week, everyone. Pastor, to you as well. Terrence from Stockton, California. Good morning, family. I don't agree with Jay often. Okay. But I think he is right on this one All Americans should be embarrassed Of the state of our politics The current state of our politics Okay Terrence Gwen from Atlanta, Georgia Good morning everyone Can you please tell me the name of the artist Can you please tell me the name of the artist Of the music of the artists That were featured this morning Music heals the soul And the two selections played this morning Provide proves that point I'm sorry Okay, uh, Mr. Elias, can you tell Gwen once again who made those songs? The first one was Alien Carol featuring Chris Kang, and it was called Sundays. The last one was uh, a four-letter word, and it's, and, it's, and it's by Jesse J. There you go, Gwen. Thank you. All right, Deterion, I hope I pronounced that correctly, from Miami, Florida. Jay, you were in my home state? Yeah, man, I was there. I was there last week. 
One more, let's see. Uh, you need me to, here we go. Let's read this one. Glenda from Arizona. As a lifelong Republican, I will continue to vote for Democrats until the stench of Donald Trump is removed from America's fabric. That is the comment of the day, Glenda. Continue to do that. Mr. Elias, man, final thoughts, sir. Folks, get out and vote. I'm telling you, if, if, if the orange haired bastard gets back in office, take your right to vote away. You don't, you don't believe me? Look what's happening in Ohio, where they're, where, where they're, they're telling the people, um, even though you won the election, we're still going to ban it. We're still going to. We're still, we don't care about your abortion bans. Uh, look what's happening in, in Wisconsin when you're doing the judge. The Supreme Court judge of Wisconsin said, look, um, we're going to get rid of gerrymandering districts. We're trying to get her out of office. And look what's happening in Alabama when they told those, those people in Alabama, hey, look, the gerrymandering has to stop. The Supreme Court told them that. What did the Supreme Court? They were jumping the lake. We're going to do what we want to do. So, folks, if you don't believe me, they're, they're, they're putting it out in full display for you. I agree. Get out and vote. Um, what Ms. Elias said, get out and vote, get out and vote, get out and vote. Once again, I just want to take a few minutes just to just to acknowledge my beautiful mother. I love you to death, mama. Uh, I just, man, every time you call, it just brings a smile to my face. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being the love of my life. And uh, And I also want to say thank you to a very special person who said yes. And she knows who she is. And on that note, Mr. L to the E to the S, if it's Sunday, and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? Time for the serious side of the J Pop Show. Folks, it's been a pleasure to serve you as always, and we appreciate your support for this show. So for Vanessa, for Jerome, for Mr. Elias, I'm Jay Ross, and have a wonderful work week. And remember, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side of the Jay Ross Show. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. We're going to enjoy our Thanksgiving weekend. We'll see you two weeks from today live right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Take care. Mm-hmm.